Early Fitty Talent. Hey, we've been we've always said he's a good guy, a good-hearted guy. And not only is he connecting with fans and saying nice things about Minnesota, and we're not so provincial that that wouldn't ever work on us. Uh, he's also supporting the Minneapolis Star Tribune in our time of need. I, and I just, you know, h- how can I not write nice things about Carl Anthony Towns for the rest of his career? There it is. I mean, yeah, you, you're, I mean, he's putting food on your table, Jim. Yeah, like that's that's what uh, that's what he is doing. Um, a magnanimous person to take out the full page ad and say he's locked in and all of those things. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the least you can do is is, is show your support for him and in your appreciation, maybe in an upcoming column. Uh, absolutely. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe maybe we'll just have maybe I'll take out a full page ad thanking Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe that would that's be, the way to, to handle this. That would be or, nice. We know you have the money. North, for I'm sure it, Talk so. North will do that any minute here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, but seriously, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, we've always praised him as a guy, uh, even if sometimes we nitpick on his play or his his status in the league. Uh, what did it? What did it mean to you as someone who's covered him his entire career and covered him very intensively? What did it mean to you that he took these steps, uh, that he signed quickly, that he signed enthusiastically, and that, you know, this is not somebody who's uh, who's hedging his bets. He sounds like he really wants to be here. And, he, and, and he's also, you know, putting a target on his back, talking about championships. Yeah, I mean, let's look. The, to, to start off, um, I do think that Towns – he's one of the athletes out there who has his words sort of parsed as much as anyone locally for sure. But I think also nationally, I think that there are some times where people don't either don't necessarily believe what towns is saying or, or kind of roll their eyes at at what he says, because it, it doesn't sort of fit with what they think you know, he should say or how he should say things. And that creates criticism and angst and scrutiny on him. And not saying that he doesn't deserve scrutiny. He does sometimes for some of the things that he does or says or, or, or things like that. But I just have found it very interesting just how um, people have allowed their perceptions of him to be colored by, you know, maybe the the tone of his voice or the way that he goes about saying some of this stuff and and really like if you look at his actions um and you look at what he's done he's kind of been following through for most of his time here i mean i would say for the last three years at least there's been a constant rumor churn in the within the NBA of Carl Anthony Towns is the next star who's going to request a trade. He wants to be in a big market. He needs, you know, he he's going to get away from, you know, the the dysfunction of the Timberwolves. And I would say that if there is a star player who could demand a trade, and you'd say, yeah, I get it. It'd be Towns for all of the you know, seven GMs, five head coaches, a bunch of very mediocre teammates, and only a few very good ones. Um, all of the drama with Gerson Rosas, with Tibbs and Jimmy, with all of these things, uh, he you you would not blame him at all for looking around and saying, you know what, cold weather, all this stuff, uh, you know, lack of wins. I got to go somewhere else. I got to be somewhere else to be successful. But at every turn, every single time, 
He has been asked about it. He has said, I want to stay in Minnesota. I want to be here. I want to be the solution here rather than go chase it somewhere else. And people have not believed him, to be quite frank. They have not believed what Carl Anthony Towns has been saying. But now he signed this another extension um, that should he finish it, it will be 14 years in Minnesota. And he that's longer than KG collectively or, or consecutively, I should say. And so everything that he does says that he is backing up what he says, even if you or if there are fans um, or there are people around the league who do not believe it. And um, so I've always just been appreciative of that. I've taken him at his word that this is a place where he feels comfortable, that he w- doesn't want to go somewhere else to be looked at as someone who is sort of trying to form a super team or ring chasing or anything like that. He thinks whatever success he has here will mean more than if he were to go somewhere else and do it. And in this day and age where we have seen James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, so many guys, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, like all so many guys say, get me out of here. I need to go somewhere else. I think it's admirable that he has stuck it out, especially considering that he has dealt with so much more drama and dysfunction than almost any of these other guys who have already requested trades and and, and left situations. Um, Towns has had it a lot worse than most of them. And here he is. He's still hanging in there. And I think that's I think that is notable and should be applauded. Yeah, great way to put it. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. This is The John Krasinski Show. I'm Jim Suhan from The Star Tribune. Our producer is Brandon Morton, as has been the case for a long time now. Thanks to our sponsors, TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. Things are heating up uh, for our network. We keep adding shows, adding listeners. If you'd like to advertise with this show or the network, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. And we do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. You can always go to TalkNorth.com, see all the shows, all the archives of all the shows, including Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast, Russo, LaPanta, Smalley, Lavelle Neal, John, uh, John Krasinski, of course, who also does the Viking Update show, Jeff Diamond, John Millay. Uh, we just have a ton of good stuff at the network, and we appreciate you listening. Um, so when Carl Anthony Towns says, you know, hey, it's championship or bust, is that just him saying what he thinks he should say, or do you think there's some belief there that, that can actually happen? Well, I mean, you know, he has been known to sort of, you know, say things that, you know, get your attention and maybe a little over the top or hyperbolic sometimes. Um, in this case, I I believe that he believes it. I think that he looks at him going into year eight, D'Angelo Russell going to year eight, Rudy Gobert at 30 years old is still in his prime. Um, then you have Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels as two 30-year guys who should be, you know, are expected to make, you know, quote unquote, the leap that that really good players do going into their third seasons. Then you look at some of the depth that they have, Kyle Anderson and um, Jalen Noel and Torian Prince and um, McLaughlin and Nas and all these guys. I think that he believes that this is a team that has enough talent and that the West is open enough that they that if things break right and if things go well, they have a shot at going all the way. Um 
I think a an unbiased observer of the league would look at the Western Conference and say, okay, yes, the Wolves should, you know, could absolutely be in the running for home court advantage in the first round, which is what Tim Connolly has kind of set as the as as sort of the the target is, hey, let's just be a home court va- advantage team in the first round, so a top four seed, and 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 then see what happens and see how it all goes. Um, Towns is being a little more ambitious than that. Rudy Gobert is going to be more ambitious than that. And, and so, um, you know, you look at it, you know, there's, there's the Clippers, there's Denver, there's Phoenix, there's, you know, Dallas, Memphis. It's going to be a very tough Western conference to go through. Um, and setting, I would say setting the standard of a championship as the measurement of success for this franchise is is out there like to to put the word championship and timberwolves in the same sentence is like it, it, it boggles your mind just given what where this this franchise has historically been um but uh so i wouldn't personally say that it's championship or bust for the wolves i have said you know to to justify the deal that they made for rudy gobert and all the assets that they gave up for him I think they need to be a team that is regularly advancing in the playoffs, second round, maybe Western Conference Finals. Like that would that would that would constitute success for this deal, and just being in the playoffs, you know, year over year for these next four years. But um, but I think that Towns absolutely believes that this can be a team that can win it if things go the right way, and for the first time in a in forever in this in franchise's entire history save for 2004 i think you 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 can say that it's not completely out of the realm of possibility he is not unbelievably insane for suggesting something like that a lot would have to happen the odds are stacked against that but um he believes that they can do it and if he believes that I know that Anthony Edwards believes that. I know that a lot of players um, on this roster believe that. And so they're going to go in with very, very high expectations and aspirations. And now we'll just have to see, to me, the thing will be, how do they handle that pressure? How do they handle that attention and, and, and go forward that way? But Towns believes it. He's not just saying that because he wants people, he thinks that's what people want to hear. He really believes it. I'm sure there will be a lot of people that disagree with it. Um, but not, not him. That's for sure. What I like about it is when you start, when you have a team that has talent, it's coming off a good season that has made a big move like this. To me, it, it shifts the internal focus from anything individual to just every day you're trying to figure out a way to actually, you know, win games and advance toward that goal. And it's, listen, you know, stats matter. And what you make, you know, and everybody wants to make as much money as you can ethically. Uh, and it's a league where you can you can make an incredible amount of money without ever winning anything. I just like the fact that it does squarely place the focus on winning and it places the onus on the best players to lead in that regard. Yeah. And, and I think one thing where I've seen Carl grow the most over the last year or so is that we have had discussions about this, him and I, and then he's also said this publicly you know, several times that you know he has 
put up all the stats you could ever want mm-hmm. um, individually. He's he's a player who is you know has had seasons where it was you know twenty six and eleven, um, you know twenty four and twelve, it, like and and shooting all these threes and and all NBA nods, two all NBA teams, uh, three all star teams. Like he has established his ability to put up individual numbers and big stats. And, but he has said that, you know, he understands more than ever that he will be evaluated and his legacy will be uh, determined on if he can be on teams that win at a very high level. And that has always been the question mark for him is do all of these stats, do, does all of this production actually lead to winning games last year it started to and they made great strides um but i do think earlier on in his career he looked at it as hey you know i put up 25 and 12 in my second year um oh we only won 31 games well i did my job but i i think that it has evolved for him and he sees now that there is more to it than just putting up those big stats and now he is you know he's going to be 27 years old he is fully in the middle of his prime and he has taken a lot of arrows for being a a an empty box score type of a player and so i i do think that there is a recognition that now is the time to show everyone that all of this talent that he does have can translate to high level winning and now really for maybe the second time in his career he has an abundance of talent around him to help make that happen and i think he has been judged unfairly for 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 some of the losing because people don't take into account the lack of talent that he's had in general around him for most of his career but now these goes into this season with elite defensive help in Jaden McDaniels and Rudy Gobert. He has elite offensive help with Anthony Edwards, with, um, you know, with D'Angelo on, you know, uh, in certain cases with, with his passing. And then on the nights where he is shooting well, he's elite that way. Um, and so, and, and he has a very good coach too. And so the, all of the stars are aligning for him to, basically be able to deliver and and show that he can deliver the way that he has always believed to, but he understands more than ever that it is about winning. And so I do think you have seen him take a different tone and start to take a different approach with his leadership and the way that he's trying to go about things in recognition of that. And I think that's a very good thing for the Timberwolves and for this to make this experiment work. He's got to be that way. And um, all indications are that he's ready to do that. 612 TSR time. Listen, you've heard Steve Terry on the show. If you listen regularly, uh, he's, he's just a good guy. He's a great basketball fan. Uh, he's, he's just somebody you would want to have a conversation with. And that's, those are the kind of people you would deal with. If you ever need an injury lawyer, you're going to want somebody you can trust. You want somebody who can make you comfortable. And of course you're going to want somebody who can win your case. TSR injury law will not, they not only win a lot of cases and win, earn, you know, earn a lot of the money back for people who 
deserve that money, but they don't charge you unless they win your case. So just remember, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. Nobody wants you to have to make that call, but if you have to make that call, you want to call the right people. 612-TSR-TIME. By the way, after 30 years of operation, solar power could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost of the initial installation of solar panels. AllEnergySolar.com is the place to go to check out your options, to see what deals are in place at this moment. Uh, And listen, as a home improvement project, solar energy can start paying for itself the moment the system is powered up. You can pay back 100% of the installation cost within eight years, plus a system from All Energy Solar can even pay back more than 300% of its over its cost over its lifetime. Learn how you can make the switch at allenergysolar.com. Uh, the, the Nathan Knight re-signing, uh, I assume that's not much of a surprise for you. Not much of a surprise. I think we've mentioned it on the pod before that they were very high on him. Chris Finch really likes him. Um, he is a, really well-liked in the locker room in terms of his work ethic, his, just his personality, his attitude. Um, there are guys that, that root very hard for him. Um, I do think that last year there was even maybe just a little bit of um, disappointment and the decision that the Wolves made to have Greg Monroe um, kind of as their their third big off the bench um, and not Knight get that opportunity. Um, Monroe, obviously a totally different profile of a player, um, bigger, uh, longer, and maybe even a better passer and things. But but people are really rooting for Nathan Knight a lot to, uh, to get a chance. And um, so he, you know, it, it's a partial guarantee on this deal. So there is, I'll, I'll say there's still a possibility that the Wolves could sign another one or two players to partial guarantees and have everyone kind of duke it out in training camp and see what happens. Now, um, I think Knight absolutely has in the inside track on that 15th spot because of a, his, you know, how, how well thought of he is, but also B, he is a big and and they that is one of the thinner spots for them be- behind Gobert Towns and Nas Reed. And so uh, if there's an injury or something like that to have have Knight on the roster, I think would be you know advantageous. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I just think that it's a it's a very tiny like no risk maneuver by Tim Connolly and 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 the front office to bring him in on a on a partial guarantee and um, have a guy who's super familiar with what they do and how they do things and is well-liked. And so I actually kind of would be intrigued to see if he does get a little more run here um, in the next season and see if we get to see just a little bit more extended look at his skill set and and what he can bring to the table. That would generally mean that someone else got hurt, so you never want that. But but he's a good player um, who's well thought of, and so not not a surprise at all that that he is back and in pole position for that 15th spot. At this time, do you have any thoughts, insights, predictions on how the Wolves handle D'Angelo Russell? Do they just play it out here? Are they looking to resign him to an extra year? Are they looking to sign him long term? Looking to trade him? What do you what do you see happening here? Yeah, they they are definitely not looking to trade him at all. Um, for so I think that he is absolutely going to start the season here at camp, uh, in training camp. And then going into the regular season, there is a very large, um, belief within the organization that the Rudy Gobert acquisition is going to do a world of 
um, difference for D'Angelo Russell as a player. And they believe that this is the way to maximize D'Angelo Russell um, more than any other, uh, you know, anything else that they could have done in the offseason. And so if you take that, like let's just let's just lay that uh, that foundation there and and grant that this is going to be great for Russell, which means he's ro- really going to have a good year. Then I do think they, that the team should at least explore uh, extending him. Um, now he's on the final; he's going to enter the final year of a max contract. I don't think that certainly there's not a team in the league that would pay D'Angelo Russell the max money. As of right now, maybe if he has an un, a great year next season, maybe he would position himself for another max deal going into next summer. But as of right now, there isn't a team that would do that, including the Timberwolves. Uh, but I, you know, D'Angelo Russell and I talked for a long time uh, in Las Vegas, and he really made it clear that he wants to stay here and he wants a contract extension. And I think that there is a belief that there's some sort of middle ground that d'angelo is open to that is not you know a max deal like where he could if he could get some some more security um but you get paid uh at a level that is not a max and and is down a little bit i think russell would be open to that i think the timberwolves will look at those options and see if there is a number that they can come to agreement with but from what I understand, there's not been any sort of real movement one way or another on that. And the thing that is most important in all of this is that D'Angelo Russell right now seems to recognize that he's really in a no-lose situation. Um, he can either get the, some kind of an extension, one year, two year, three year, whatever it is, um, at a very at a you know a high dollar amount um or if the Timberwolves choose not to do that or they can't come to an agreement with that he enters a season as the starting point guard on a team that is expected to win 49 50 maybe even more games and be very successful and and will now play a style that's even more um advantageous for his game and so he could have a monster season and then parlay that into a huge deal either with Minnesota or with, um, you know, another team next summer. And so his mind seems to be in a very good place where some players would be bitter or or um, be upset that that they haven't been taken care of yet by their team. D'Angelo Russell does not seem to be in that in, the, in that place. And he's saying that both publicly and privately within the organization of how excited he is for this upcoming season. And so I don't think that it's a huge risk if the Wolves um, don't don't extend him. The only risk that they have is that he has a great year that everything looks to work out beautifully, and then he prices himself out of here if you're going to give Anthony Edwards a max and you want to hold on to Jaden McDaniels and those things going forward. So um, it's a very long-winded answer, but I just think that things are in a good place that way, and I think there are multiple outcomes that could happen that would be okay for all of the all are involved and it's still being worked out. But one thing that is off the table right now, as far as I know, is that uh, it is trade. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to be here when the season begins. And he's very happy about that. And the Wolves are happy about that, too. If he has a really good year, fits in and everything's going well for the Wolves with Russell as their starting point guard, is there room to sign him to a lengthy, you know, big deal? 
Well, it, it would be diff, it would be difficult. Um, now they do have they have a, a little bit of time before um, an Edwards Max deal would kick in. So if Anthony Edwards agrees to an, a Max extension next summer, which I'm sure like we're on track for that to happen, um, that that extension would not kick in until 24, 25. So you would have room at, at, at minimum, you would have room for, for Russell and the 23, 24 season. And you could play, you, you could play with him that way. So this next season coming up and then the following season after that, and then you might have to make some hard decisions because that's not just if you have him and Edwards and and Gobert and Towns all on max deals. That's not just dipping your toe in the luxury tax pool. That's diving all the way into the deep end. And the only teams that do that are ones that are chasing a championship. And most importantly, a lot of them that already have a brand new arena with huge revenue streams that are helping to offset some of those bills. And the Wolves do not have that arena. Maybe eventually they will, but it's that it, that's years down the road. And so um, if he does price himself into max territory again, I think it would be difficult for the Timberwolves to hold on to him beyond next season. Now, you could always sign him to it and then try and move him the following summer or you know just retain that salary slot and get creative much the way that the Warriors did when they signed Russell to that deal um, and then moved him eventually for Wing- Wiggins and Kaminga. So you you can just because you sign him doesn't mean you keep him. But um, but it, 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 to keep him for the very long term at max money would be an almost untenable situation, I would think, for for a team in this market with these kind of revenue streams. We're going to wrap up the show with a question about Charles Barkley. Once again, thank you to TSR Injury Loss 612, TSR Time, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. Uh, I haven't really considered Charles a true basketball analyst for a long time, but he is a great entertainer and he's part of a great TV show. Uh, if he leaves for Live Golf, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to write him off. I just, I will have no interest in him at all if that's what he's going to do. I mean, yeah, it's like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, though. Um, you know, I, no. I think that... He's got he's he's, to pay for his gambling losses. <laughs> well, and he and I, Phil I Mickelson think, I mean, are kind of the same guy, only Charles is a better human being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Charles is a, is a, is a great human being. Um, but, like, he's always been just... It's clear that whatever, like, in, in this situation, he just is like, hey, these guys want to pay me? I'm going to pay, I'm going to take their money. Like, um, Hey, do you think that every owner in, in the league doesn't get their hands dirty with things or like, do you want, uh, you know, how, like I can see him using that kind of level of logic in terms of, um, you know, not being judgmental of where any money is coming from. And so, yes, I think that it would be a, uh, it would tarnish certainly his brand if you want to call it that, or, um, and it would get a, a lot of people who are major fans of him to really be disappointed and maybe uh, maybe look the other way on, on on him from from now on. But it's also he has always been unapologetically himself. And if he believes that this is, you know, this is just a business deal, he's going to do it. And then he's going to cash the checks all the way to the bank and he's not going to lose any sleep over what 
you or me or anyone else thinks about it. That's just the way that he rolls. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but I, he will, lo- he will lose a lot of people. Yeah. He, I know he doesn't no care. Question. He's going to make, he's going to make a lot of money, but man, he will, he will definitely lose the respect of a lot of people like me who always, uh, thought of him fondly. I will no longer think of him fondly if he goes, uh, but that's just, maybe that's just me. Uh, any, any basketball fi- or Timberwolves final thoughts for us, John? Yeah. Um, I just think that now, um, everything's kind of rounded into shape here. Uh, especially now that night is in. Uh, maybe there might be one or, or two more little tweaks here. There's another two-way contract that they have to give out, but this is really the roster. And one thing that I think people have discussed or people have talked about is when you pay Towns and Gobert this money, how are you going to have a team deep enough to be versatile enough to go um, and match up in the playoffs? And I, I think that their depth is pretty solid Um, i agree you know it's it's i think it's being overlooked as provided that jalen noel has the kind of year that i think a lot of us expect that he is capable of having you have him you have austin rivers you have um you have kyle anderson you have mclaughlin you have reed you have prince you have knight yet like it's a legitimate 12 person deep roster and, um, and you know, you, Chris Finch is going to have a lot of options to have different looks, whether it's super big or to play a little bit smaller. I think they can play smaller. Um, and you know, it might mean you have one of your centers off of the floor, but, um, but you, they have the tools to match up in different ways. And so I think that's just being a little overlooked right now as we go into maybe the more dormant part of the NBA calendar before, you know, September will be here before we know it. And then we'll be looking ahead to training camp. But, um, as I kind of step back and see now that the dust has settled, um, I'm pretty bullish on the roster one through 13 or 14 or 15 as having quality guys that all can help, um, in certain areas and that cover up each other's weaknesses and maybe, um, maybe uh, emphasize their strengths, and it, it looks pretty good right now. Couldn't agree more. It's going to be a fun year, and it's going to be a great year to have John Krasinski on our network talking about the Timberwolves as they become whatever they become, uh, fi- a, a Final Four team, uh, a playoff threat, 50-win team, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be really fun to talk about and watch. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com, and we'll talk to you here as soon as we have some more NBA news. Mm-hmm.